Hi, this is Devin, and welcome to the More of Devin Show. This is your podcast where I'll help you understand how to easily release body fat, how to stay consistent with your nutrition, and how to develop a successful mindset for weight loss in an effortless way. If your goal is to lose belly fat, tone up, lose weight, or take your nutrition and fitness to the next level, this is your one-stop shop for all your needs. In this show, I will be answering your questions and helping you through your journey. If you have any questions, there's a link below where you can submit. Enjoy. Remember what the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. What's good, my people? We'll wait for some people to get on here. Um, kind of explain what's going to be happening is every Tuesday and Thursday moving forward, I'm going to be answering people's questions. There's going to be a link for you to be able to like uh, like submit questions for me to answer. And uh, when it comes to fitness, nutrition, mindset, just here to you know bring value to you guys and to you know help you you know move towards your goals when it comes to nutrition, fitness, and mindset. So with this being recorded, we'll just go ahead and get this going. And um, you know when people get on, you know we can have everything happen we'll just we'll keep we'll keep it rolling so one of the first questions that we have today is um you know uh, from ray um he's looking to get fit and healthy and um pretty much his goal he was asking is um uh, would you please talk a little bit about the importance of consistency with our daily nutrition and the message methods you will suggest to help us manage our nutrition goals better and stay consistent so, you know, number one thing is consistency. Consistency is the main issue and the main key to really getting to reaching your goals when it comes to losing body fat, you know, um, you know, um, gaining muscle. Uh, you got to stay consistent with your nutrition. You know, that's the that's the, the main focus. And then from there, um, you want to focus on the big picture. And, um, you know, so, you know, set up a game plan for yourself where you can, you know, get to that goal over a duration of time. A lot of times people try to, you know, lose weight or gain muscle and they want to do it in two weeks. They want to do it in like, you know, four weeks. And not to say that it's not good to get momentum going, but you got to look at the big picture. So let's just say you're trying to lose 30, 40 pounds, you know, by having good habits, that's going to be the key to allowing you to, um, you know, reach those goals over a duration of time. Because, you know, a person can lose weight, you know, pretty fast in a short time period. But if you don't have the habits, you're not going to be able to maintain it. And then from there, you know, creating a regimen for yourself where, you know, you understand the types of foods that you enjoy. You have your go-to foods that you know are going to be best for you. And then you plan ahead by meal prepping and um, having things, you know, set in place for you to be able to be successful throughout the day. And, um, you know, creating an environment in your home where, you know, you have the foods in your refrigerator. You're not, you don't have those urges and, you know, those things that you know that you could possibly overeat, you know, uh, readily available. So, you know, the, the more you have like quality foods and, you know, you have things in place to set you up for success, that's going to be the biggest key to, you know, helping you be able to, you know, reach those goals that you desire. And, um, and then the next thing I would say is, you know, when you do, deviate from your plan so let's just say you have a bad meal you just move on and like make sure that next meal is where it needs to be and then let's just say you have a bad day you just got to move on let's just say you got a bad week you move on you got a bad month you move on the quicker you can move on the better and the faster you're going to get back on track so you can't get too upset with yourself when you're not perfect because nobody's perfect you know i got my bb pro card and i haven't been perfect with my diet all this time but i've learned to stay consistent and be able to you know move forward and let go of the negative things. And the faster you can do that, the you know the better results you're going to get. Big picture. So instead of trying to you know you have a super bad you know day of dieting, and then you say to yourself, I'm going to like not eat the next day or 
you know, try to subtract the amount of calories that you ate the day before, it just creates a lot of issues. Just if you, let's just say you got 2000 calories, you got to eat the next day. Just focus on hitting those 2000 calories and then the next day doing the same thing. So hope that makes sense for you guys. So then um, next question. Um, so uh, what are your thoughts on how many carbohydrates to eat in, in, a, in, with the, in the last three to four weeks of a cut? I'm going from 16% body fat to 11.5% body fat, and I'm trying to get to 10% body fat by September 1st. Is keto a good strategy, or would you recommend something different? So, you know, what I would suggest, you know, with this kind of question, I would need to know, you know, specifically, you know, what kind of training you're doing, you know, how much food you're currently eating, um, you know, um, you know, like a lot of different things when it comes to like your macros, you know, how much weight you are, how tall you are. So a lot of, it'd be a lot of variables and what you've been doing, you know, over the last couple months when it comes to like the way that you're eating, you know, how much cardio you're doing. So it'll be a lot of things I would need to know to specifically help you be able to, you know, uh, op on an optimal level, get to that body fat percentage, you know, by September. But what I have found is when, you know, people are in the late stages of dieting, you know, carb cycling, I found for myself as well as, you know, my clients, you know, that are getting ready for shows and trying to get really, really lean and, you know, even just, you know, lifestyle clients, um, carb cycling helps you be able to break through those plateaus. And, um, so you have, you know, some days when your carbs are higher and then there's days when your carbs are, are lower. And, um, you know, a lot of times if your carbs are super low for too long, you know, you're, um, you know, you can start to have like, you know, situations where you are really hungry and you possibly can overeat as well as, you know, you have times where your weight can stall because your metabolism starts to, your body starts to kind of fight itself when it comes to, you know, trying to lose weight. Even though you still are, if you're in a deficit, you will lose weight, but you can start to kind of hold on to water, your cortisol levels mentally. It just kind of like push you in a position where you, you know, you stall when, the, when those calories are really, really low. So sometimes when you have that time period where you have like an increase in uh, calories, it speeds up your, your, your overall activity, your uh, net non exercise activity, thermogenesis starts to increase. You are able to lift harder in the gym. And then sometimes, you know, uh, something called uh, the wishing effect happens where if you've been holding on to a lot of water, you can see that, you know, that weight come off by having like a higher calorie meal. And um, so, you know, as well as when it comes to hormone th hormonal levels, like your, your ghrelin and leptin, you know, increasing your carbohydrates can, you know, increase the leptin and reduce the ghrelin. And so those things are different kind of strategies that can help, you know, continue to allow you to see that change on the scale and put you in a position to, you know, be able to get to that place when, when, when calories are really low. And then when it comes to keto, you know, any diet can work. Um, you know, a lot of times women, they, you know, um, you know, respond better to like higher fat diets, but it all just depends on, you know, your body and you know, if whether or not you are really insulin sensitive or you're insulin resistant. And if you're insulin resistant, you know, your body doesn't process carbs as well. So like I said, though, I would need to know specifically, you know, what you are doing and like all the different the data that, you know, you've accumulated over this time period to figure out whether or not, you know, what you need to do over this that, that time period. So then the next question is um where protein shakes make you bulky um i look get a lot of people bring that up and you know you hear people talk about that uh, one of the things that people don't realize is protein is actually one of the most therm it's the most thermogenic macronutrient when it comes to carbohydrates and fats so it takes a little bit more for your body to process protein so you actually burn a little more calories and then also you know when you eat protein it creates a higher level of satiety so you are less hungry and um so if you're less hungry, you're going to have a less chance of overeating. And um, so, uh, but if at the end of the day, if you want to lose weight, you want to lose body fat, 
then you have to be in a caloric deficit. So let's just say you're drinking lots of protein shakes, but then you're still overeating. So let's just say, you know, for you to not gain any weight, you got to eat 2000 calories. And if you eat anything above that, then you start to gain weight. So if you drink protein shakes and then you're overeating, then you're going to gain weight. But so the key is to, you know, make sure that you're in a caloric deficit. But without a shadow of a doubt, protein is going to be the key to helping you change your body composition in the way that you desire. Most people say that they want to get lean or have like a toned look. What that basically comes down to is you maintaining or building the muscle that you, you maintaining or building the muscle, building muscle and losing body fat. And if you want to be able to do that, you have to take in the right amount of protein to, you know, keep the muscle tissue and then allow yourself to be in a deficit and lose that body fat. So hope that answers your question. And then the next question, um, have your priorities changed since you first started your business? Um, yes, they have. Um, now, you know, my priorities are, not, are just about me. Like, you know, I have my, you know, my son and then also I have employees and, you know, um, so it's not just about me anymore. And I have like a lot, a lot of clients. So all the decisions that, you know, I make, you know, have an effect on a lot of other people. So, you know, as well as making sure that I keep the, you know, the health of my business in a good place. So, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, my parties are pretty much the same, me focusing on like taking care of Devin and making sure that I'm good. But then from as well from there, I have employees now. So it's not just about me. So my decisions have a huge effect on a lot of other people. So I'm more focused on not just me anymore, but making sure I'm doing the right thing for the people who believe in me and keep doing what I'm doing. And then so next question is, how do you stay motivated and on top of your goals when life throws you curveballs? Um, so, you know, I made a decision to create a life that I love. So, you know, fitness and nutrition and helping people is something that I love. So I'm able to stay motivated pretty easily because I do what I love every single day. So it doesn't really feel like I'm working. And then from there, what I have been able to do is get myself around people who know more than me and that I trust. So I can confide in them, get advice from them, you know, people who have been in situations that I've been in before that haven't been in yet or, you know, they've been in those situations before. So then I can get really great advice. So I got a lot of great people around me that love me, that I can trust and know more than me. So that's how I'm able to continue to move forward when those curveballs come about. And um, so then the next question is, it, is it better to lift weights first or cardio first? So that's a really great question. Um, and what I, what's interesting is you see a lot of people, you know, they're looking to lose weight and they get, they do a lot of cardio, intense cardio, then they go train. But really, if you're trying to, you know, lose body fat, which is like I talked about people wanting to get toned, you got to maintain or build muscle and lose, and you got to lose body fat. So the keys with that is you want to prioritize, you know, resistance training. That's going to actually create, increase a higher level, have, uh, create a meta, more of a metabolic, um, you know, environment within your body. When it comes to being able to, you know, uh, you know, lose body fat and, um, you know what I'm saying, and process food in a more efficient way so then you can, you know, change your body composition. But you want to prioritize your energy and power output and being able to lift as much weight and do as many reps with really good form and, 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 and focus. So if you go and do like some intense cardio where you like running on the treadmill or you're doing, you know, you know, the, uh, the, uh, elliptical or the stairmaster, whatever that may be, and you really push yourself, you're sweating, you're depleted, you know, you, you were losing sodium and water, your nutrients. Then when you go try to lift weights, you're not going to be able to lift as heavy. You're not going to be able to lift as intensely. So, you know, but if your goals are endurance, so you're trying to increase your endurance, then yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being able to, you know, uh, do your cardio beforehand, if you're like an athlete or something of that nature, or you're like a runner, then it could be a benefit if the main goal is endurance. 
But um, if your main goal is body fat loss, or you're trying to get stronger, or you're trying to build muscle, it's gonna be better to really put all your energy into lifting, you know, with really good technique, with really good focus, you know, doing as many reps as you can and lifting as much weight as you can with good technique. And then from there, you know, your diet and then the cardio is just going to be, you know, a supplement to making sure that you're in a caloric deficit. So like, even if you just like walk and get steps. So I have so many clients, their goal is to get 12,000 steps. And, um, you know, from there, if they manage their nutrition properly and their training, they're going to lose the weight and the, the steps are just helping them burn calories. You don't have to like do cardio in a super intense way to be able to lose weight. You just need to, you know, really, focus, like I said, focus on your training, focus on really solid nutrition. And then from there, just those extra calories burn in whatever way you desire. Even just simply walking, if you do it the right way, will get you where you need to be. So I hope, hope that answers that question. And then what's the best diet for weight loss? So whatever diet you can stick to. So if you're vegan, keto, you know, macros, whatever it is, Whatever diet is something that you can enjoy and that you can do long term, that's going to be the best diet. But then from there, you know, making sure that you're getting adequate protein, um, you know, that's going to be the key to, you know, helping you be able to, you know, get your body composition where it needs to be. And um, and then so from there, you know, get your protein where it needs to be, whether you're vegan, you eat meat, whatever that may be. And then you do a diet that you can do long term. So like instead of thinking to yourself, I'm going to do something for a month and try to lose weight, what happens after that? You need to find something that long-term, a year from now, you can still do and that you can enjoy and maintain. So that'd be the best diet, the diet that you can stick to the longest. And then next one, is it best to eat before working out? If yes, what should I eat? So, you know, that's a really great question. So a lot of people that I train, you know, they work out totally fasted and they feel totally fine. And then there are people who if they work out fasted, they feel lightheaded and, you know, can't do it. And then there are people who they eat food before they work out and they feel, you know, woozy and they feel like they're going to throw up. So that's going to be something based off of what's best for you. But then from there, you know, if you do choose to eat beforehand, what I would suggest, you know, if your goal is to, you know, optimize your training um, is to, you know, get, you know, a solid amount of protein in some kind of like palm size of protein. And then uh, from there, um, you know, because that's going to help with, you know, uh, protein synthesis and then, you know, like a small amount of fast digesting carbs to give you some energy, some quick energy to be able to push through your workout as well as also making sure that you get some sodium in your diet when it when it comes to volumization of your you know your your blood and, and, and you're getting a good pump so if you get you know some solid sodium some you know a pinch of sodium some himalayan sea salt is really good uh, making sure that you're really hydrated so you can be able to perform and you know get maximum output of with, when it comes to your muscles and then from there getting some kind of solid protein and you know a, 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 a simple carb a fast carb to be able to get but then from there the amount that you should get is going to be relative to what your goals are how much you weigh things of that nature so then the next one is um can protein shakes make you fat so um once again the only way that you gain body fat is you are got to be in a caloric surplus if you're in caloric surplus whatever you eat you're gonna you're gonna gain weight so that's basically taking in more calories than you burn but from there once again like i said protein shakes are really really good to allow you to be able to get that supplement, that protein in, in an easy way. And if you want to change your body composition, you got to get the right amount of protein. And like I said before, it increases your safety. So like most of the time, if you prioritize protein in your diet, it's going to be real hard 
to overeat. So a lot of times, like if a person was to say, you know what, I'm gonna make sure to, you know, in the morning time have a solid amount of protein in the morning. And there's even been studies with, you know, older, older adults who, you know, consume a higher amount of protein in the morning, you know, as their first meal, then they end up, you know, being able to lose weight more effectively and efficiently than people who, you know, have carbs, you know, as their first meal. And, um, so just protein is an amazing way. If you want to lose weight and you don't want to think too deep about it, eating, eating quality protein. And then from there, you know, fruits and vegetables, most likely you're probably going to start losing weight. So to answer that question, protein shakes don't make you fat, but in a caloric surplus will. And then, so next question, what is your biggest takeaway from being a business owner trainer? Um, what I found is that like, I have to be super clear with myself. I can't lie to myself. And if, you know, anything that changes within me, I see that change in my business as well as the people who are connected to me that work for me and that I train. So, um, you know, um, it's, you know, it's all about me making sure that I stay clear within myself. I take love myself and like make sure I'm caring for myself. And from that space, you know, when I do that, everything else works out really well. So like this business, I'm realizing this is an extension of me. So like if I'm in good health, I'm clear, then the business is running well. And if I'm not, then things start to deviate. So that's one of the biggest take homes as, you know, being a business owner. And then, um, when it comes to being a trainer, what I have found, you know, all this stuff we're talking, we're talking about fitness, we're talking about nutrition, but the biggest thing, if you want to be successful, you know, in, in training and in business, but specifically in training, this is a business of, you know, relationships. And, you know, what I found is that, you know, for client, clients who get the best results, they, they trust me. And then from there, they start to trust themselves. And, you know, so from there, the only way that the person is going to gain trust is you got to have a good relationship. You got to be able to be authentic. You got to be able to be real. You got to be able to be vulnerable. So, you know, from that space, yeah, you got to have the skills. You got to really know what you're talking about, know what you're doing and have a system to get people to where they want to be but the biggest thing is building that relationship with them and then from there you know the sky's the limit i've had people go from you know just joe joe schmo you know regular person to you know high high level fitness you know achievements through you know building great relationships so the relationship is the key and then from there you know everything else you know it'll, it'll fall into place and then next question uh what should i eat after a late workout so once again, I keep saying the same thing, you know, especially post-workout, you know, protein synthesis is key to being able to develop and build muscle. So, um, you know, when you get done with your workout, you got to get that protein in and um, to allow yourself to recover well, to, you know, to allow your body to optimally, you know, uh, build muscle tissue. So um, that's going to be the best thing to eat, you know, post-workout, even if it's late. Um, you know, like I, you know, protein is a sl is slow digesting. So, you know, it's going to allow your body to, you're going to process it really well. And, um, so that's the, that's the best thing post-workout. You got to get protein in. And a lot of times people think that as soon as you get done with your workout, you got to have a protein shake and drink it, or you're going to start losing muscle. But really it's somewhere around like two to, you know, four hours after your workout, you want to make sure you get some quality protein source that that's high in leucine. And, um, cause that has a higher protein. It's going to help increase that protein synthesis. And leucine is going to be like things like eggs, you know, whey protein, um, you know, um, you know, chicken, things of that nature. So then from there, next question, uh, what's up with gluten? Um, so, you know, a lot of people don't realize like, you know, gluten intolerance is at the, the root of a lot of different issues with people when it comes to like their gut health, 
you know, all kind of different diseases. And what happens is the main issue is that when you take in gluten, then, you know, it, it, it affects your, your, your gut where then you're not able to absorb nutrients. And if you can't absorb nutrients, it doesn't matter. It, people say, you know, you are what you eat, but really you are what you absorb. So if you're not absorbing nutrients, you got huge problems, all kind of issues over, you know, 900 different diseases are rooted in nutrient deficiency. So like, you know, you know, different like, you know, diabetes, high blood pressure, you know, all the different main things that people have issues with. It comes down to like the things that they're eating. So when you have a diet that's high in gluten and most of the time foods that are high in gluten, you know, you know, wheat and rye, you know, all these processed, you know, uh, carbohydrates and they are, you know, they are deficient in nutrients and then they have a high level of, you know, um, you know, it increases your hunger. So then it's really easy to overeat. You know, it's high in fat, high in sugar, high in sodium, and it's, you know, lacking, lacking nutrients. So, you know, you know, when you have a high gluten diet, you're not getting the nutrients that you need, and then you're over consuming your calories, and then your gut health really hasn't, gets, gets affected profoundly. So, um, you know, if you have like a lot of issues when it comes to losing weight, when it comes to, you know, health issues, you know, one of the best things you can do is, you know, going on a gluten free diet you know, can really, really have profound effects on your overall health as well as your composition um, and, you know, um, your body composition. So then, um, so let's see. So then the next question, um, how do I grow my glutes? So if you want to grow any muscle part, muscle, any body muscle group, you got to be in a caloric, caloric surplus. You have to be taking in more calories in your brain, number one. It doesn't matter how hard you're going in the gym. If you're not in a surplus, you're not going to be able to gain muscle. And uh, so then from there, you know, finding exercises that are going to prioritize, you know, you know, uh, glute development. So things like hip thrusts, glute bridges, um, you know, um, hip dominant like lunges, you know, things of that nature, like different kind of hinge movements are going to be really good. And then having a program that's you know, has good solid rep ranges that are going to allow you to be, you know, allow your body to, you know, um, break down that muscle. You got to get stronger. And, um, you know, so there's some, there's some metabolic damage. There's, uh, um, um, uh, metabolic, uh, metabolic stress, muscle damage, muscle damage, metabolic stress, and, um, mechanical tension. And all those different forms are going to be ways that you're going to be able to uh, build muscle. And you just got to have a program that's going to put you in a position to optimize that in the best and most optimal way. And then the next thing is making sure that you're recovering properly because if you train too hard, then you can almost put yourself in a position where you start to like have, have diminishing returns. So you want to be able to recover well. You want to be able to make sure you're in a caloric surplus. And then you want to make sure that you are training the body part in a way that's going to allow it to grow in the most optimal way. So then next question, um, what should I do to stop binge eating? Uh, what I found with that, um, you know, that's a, many times that's an internal issue. And, you know, when it comes to like your emotions and like having like an attachment to f associating, you know, uh, food to, you know, different emotions that we feel. And uh, what I found is that, you know, the more you can get, uh, sorry, so I don't know what, what happened. Sorry about that. But the more that you can get in tune with your inner self and get calm within, then, you know, and get figure out what that root issue is, then from there, you know, it allows you to be able to be more clear in the decisions that you make almost in any kind of perspective, even beyond just eating. But, you know, with that being said, the things that you can do when it comes to eating is, you know, a lot of times people binge from having like a really, really restrictive diet. And, um, you know, they like take out food groups on it for a very long time in a profound way where it's like either a black or white thing where like these foods are good. These foods are bad. 
you know, they start to associate, you know, uh, food in a way that, you know, creates bad attachments. So if you can learn to, you know, at the end of the day, you got to eat nutrient-dense foods. You got to, you know, whole nutrient-dense foods are going to be the best thing. But from there, you know, allowing yourself to, you know, have some things that you enjoy and not having such a bad feeling about it and, um, you know, beating yourself up. Um, you know what I mean? Like if you choose to have some foods that are outside of your meal plan or whatever that may be or your nutrition plan, you just got to let it be, be easy about it, and then just get back on track. But the more you start to, like, you know, get neurotic and, like, like talk bad about yourself and get negative, then it just puts you in a position where it's just like this yo-yo effect versus just like allowing yourself to get calm. And what I found is meditation is a really good way to, you know, gain that calmness. And, um, you know, and like I said, looking at the big picture and being, being kind to yourself and being easy about it. And from there, you know, you start to, you know, figure it out and get used to things in a, in a, in a clear and good way. All right. So then from there, uh, what are the benefits of having a one-on-one -on -one coach? Um, so what, you know, I got this, whole gym in here and you know that's my, my business but then I also have an online business but what I have found is that the clients who get the best results are the ones who have accountability outside of the gym because let's let's just say you know you're training in the gym let's say you train for an hour a day what are you doing after that 23 hours and having a coach will guide you will allow you to be able to make the right decisions when it comes to like the way that you need to train how much you need to eat when you eat and then you have that person that, that has that support you know what I'm saying? When things seem to not be working out the right way. So let's just say, you know, you're, you know, not seeing any change on the scale for the last week or two weeks. But then your coach can see that you're losing body fat, that you're building muscle, that, you know, your body fat percentage is going down. And then, you know, you keep going with it. And then, you know, um, you know, compared to another person, they are losing weight and they're doing everything perfectly. They're on top of their game and they didn't lose weight for two weeks and they quit. But really, maybe they gained, you know, three pounds of, of muscle and then, you know, they lost three pounds of body fat. That's a six pound change, which is pretty phenomenal in a, you know, in that, in a, in a short time period. And, you know, they quit not realizing they're actually making progress. So having somebody that, you know, is 10 steps ahead of you when it comes to, you know, what they know and how to get to where you want to be, it gives you that calmness and it gives you that, you know, surety that you're moving in the right direction. And if you have questions, they're there to answer them. And then, you know, you got to keep, you, you got to send your progress photos. You got to, you know, keep track of your weight. And then they're being able to, from a non-emotional place, look at what's happening with you and then help you make best decisions and then, you know, guide you towards that place that you want to be compared to when you do it on your own, you know, you can like be all over the place. You don't know if you're doing it right. You're looking at checking out this person, checking out that, and then it just kind of throws you off. So having a coach, a one-on-one -on -one coach is profound. If you're trying to really lose weight or really change your body composition, like a co I, I even have a coach, you know what I'm saying? So like I got my IVB pro card, I've coached, you know, hundreds of people. And you know, when it's time for me to really lock in, I get a coach because you know, even though I got all this knowledge, I know all this stuff, you know, I can't, you know, you know, rationally, you know, judge what's happening with myself as well as a person who, you know, knows maybe more than me or just as much as me. And they're not, you know, they don't have like a, a bias about it. They're just being objective. So a one-on-one -on -one coach is an amazing thing when it comes to really, really reaching those goals. Cause like I said, like even just having a personal trainer, that personal trainer is just with you for that hour. Uh, a coach that you got that's an accountability coach, a one-on-one -on -one coach, they're going to be able to help you throughout the whole day and like see what's happening big picture. And then our um, last co last question was like, what is it like having an online coach? Um, you know, is that like kind of answer the question already? It's one of the best things you can get um, when it comes to accountability, when it comes to gaining knowledge, when it comes to, you know, making sure that, you know, things are happening like they need to when, it, you know, when, it, you know, changing your workout, changing your cardio, 
you know, being able to answer your questions, you know, checking your form. It's an amazing thing to have. If you got the right coach, it's going to really help you be able to gain the knowledge to, uh, and the foundation to be able to make this something that's long term. All right, well, that's all of the, the questions. You know, next, next Tuesday is going to be the next time we're on. So make sure if you have any kind of questions, you know, send, uh, like fill out that Google Doc. And, you know, thank you for everybody that got on. I'm super excited about this. And, you know, I just want to bring value to you guys. And, you know, the things that I've learned over all these years, I just want to share it with you guys. So, um, you know, make sure to let people know about this. Share it next time. And you got any kind of questions, don't hesitate to put them in the, uh, in the, Google, in the Google Doc. All right, guys, you guys have a good day. Remember what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. All right, peace, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you're leaving with some great things that can help you with your fitness and nutrition goals. Now go out there and make it happen. Remember what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Until next time.